What's up, rap fans? Welcome back to the Hip Hop Enthusiast Podcast, keeping you up to date with hip hop music in 2018. I'm Kyle French. Today is September 16th, and today we're switching up the format a little bit. I'm bringing on one of the homies to talk about the tragic passing of Mac Miller last Friday. R.I.P. Rest in peace. So we'll have a little conversation about him and memory of Mac. We'll talk about some of his his music progressions and just what he meant to like our generation of listeners. We're also going to get into Kamikaze by Eminem, the surprise album that he dropped on us a couple weeks ago. So no full album reviews today, no song of the week, just more of an extended conversation. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right into that. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, what's up, guys? We're back, and we are here today with my boy Wyeth. Good to have you on, dog. What's up? All right, so we're going to get into Mac Miller, R.I.P., I know he was your homie. He was like one of your favorite artists of all time. So I thought it'd be he good to bring was. you on and, and talk about it. So I guess we'll just start there. What was your like reaction when you heard about all this? It was, you know, I, I, I got uh, the news from uh, my sister. Actually told me I actually didn't know about it because my phone was across the room. But it was kind of like I was in shock for a bit before I kind of realized it. Because, it, you know, it was one of those things where uh, it's kind of like heart kind of like brings you away from reality yeah for sure yeah yeah it was Uh, like you don't really know if it's real at first and then you know like yeah it doesn't hit you until yeah it doesn't hit you for a while yeah Uh, it's weird because you're not losing like a real like a person you actually know it's just like kind of it's almost more like the idea of what they brought you know yeah it's just you know it's still kind of hard to believe because even even though, like, you know, I wasn't a fan of, like, Lil Peep or XXX Tentacion, uh, yeah, sure. even when they were gone, just things felt, like, different for the first day or two. Yeah. Because you always kind of, like, know they're there. It's just kind of weird and different yeah. to picture everything, and they're not, you know, on the same planet as you. It's just kind of odd. Yeah, it's definitely strange. And, like, Mac... I mean, I guess, I mean, there's definitely people who liked Lil Peep and X more than Mac, and I'm not really, like, comparing them, but it seemed like more people outside of just, like, music heads were affected by the Mac Miller stuff. Like, I, I feel like he was oh, just, yeah, like, a like, bigger presence in our generation. Yeah, like, everybody, if you saw, like, you know, followed a bunch of people, like, celebrities on Instagram, like, everybody had a tribute poser, had something to say. Yeah, and you, you kind of had, like, I don't know if you have a theory about everything that happened with uh, Mac. I don't know. I thought I did. You thought you did? It seemed right. Because, you know, following swimming, you would get the idea that he was sober yeah. and everything. It just yep. doesn't seem right that he would just accidentally overdose after, like, partying hard or something, which he wasn't. I mean, he was at his own house. Yeah, he was just And he was himself. in his studio, too, when he passed away. Yes, but, you know, I thought that theory made the most sense to me, and I thought it was true. But, like, the news that came out that, like, the place was, like, cleaned, like, before or after he died, that's just, there had to be something else, like, you know, that it was an accident. Yeah. It's just, it's hard, I haven't read much about what happened, but it's really just, it's confusing to me. Yeah, and I know you were, like, bringing up that, the last thing he played on, like, his Instagram story was the So It Goes outro. Yeah. And, like, I know some people I, I've seen were, like, theorizing that he played, like, the outro of his 
his final song on his final album, like to hint that it like he knew it was gonna happen or that like it was almost on purpose. I don't yeah, I don't really yeah, buy right, that, uh, but it it definitely is like a weird sign. Well, yeah, because you know the Silicos outro is supposed to like picture him getting yeah. over what he'd been trying to get over for the past six seven years of his life, and so. I just, yeah, I thought that was like, since he was at that peak, he kind of just thought that he made it out of the hole he was trying to get out of for the longest time. And was just like, yeah, well, I'm here. He doesn't want things to go bad again or in like a downward spiral. So he was just kind of like, well. He just accepted it? Yeah. It was just like, eh, this is the happiest I'll be. I might as well leave now or something. Yeah. And I also, I heard like today. Yeah. I heard today that the that come back to earth like the intro, where mm-hmm. like it has the the line that everyone points to where he says, "I used to be drowning, but now I'm swimming." He said mm-hmm. he actually made that song in 2016. Yeah, I saw that. So like I'm sitting here thinking like, that's the mind state he's in right now. But if that song actually came out two years ago, then I don't know the whole philosophy that he was like now swimming and now like 100% good is kind of, like, not true. Like, that's not maybe the mindset he's actually in in, like, recent times. Yeah, it's a little... Because also, I mean, he said... I remember looking at that wherever I saw that, too. And he said that he also made self-care before his his, uh, DUI and car crash. But he mentions the uh, crashing his Mercedes-Benz, which is a bit odd. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, he says that he's like in the same mindset over and over again so that like something he says a long time ago a long time ago can also uh make sense a few years later yeah it's just a cycle where like the whole concept because but yeah it's a bit weird if you made it in 2016 yeah i mean it kind of makes sense because it kind of seems like he was on the up and up from then but it's still just a bit odd yeah, and, like... It kind of takes away from a lot of it. What do you think about, um... Like, I know this is, like, a, a weird thing to talk about, but the Ariana Grande side of things, like, the whole fallout of, like, people either, like, blaming her or wanting her to make a statement, like, that's just got to be, like, a oh, horrible situation. To, I don't... She had nothing to... I don't think she had anything to do with it. No, I don't, I don't think so either. It's just, like, it, it seems like there's a little bit of pushback on her, which there shouldn't be, but it just kind of sucks. Well, yeah, it's because, like, that's what, since since he was in the mainstream eye, or since every time he's been in the mainstream eye since, like, his come-up, it's been about Ariana Grande. So I think that's what most people associate him with, and therefore that's, like, what, that's why they blame her. Yeah. Because they knew it was, like, a bad breakup and everything, so. Yeah, I guess that was, like, the most, like, public aspect of his life, mm-hmm. pretty much, yeah. so. Yeah, and it's 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 crazy too to think about. Like I was saying about this today, like all the artists that like pass away, everyone always like looks back at their music and like says like there's signs everywhere. Like you can like you can look at anybody like Lil Peep, X, Biggie, Pac, mm-hmm. like like all four of those guys. You can look at their music and their like albums they put out, and it's like written. I mean, Biggie had an album called Ready to Die. You know what I mean? So yeah. and and like people always like find these things you know, after the fact, kind of. And I wonder if it, it's, like, that's actually a contributing factor. And it's, like, because they talked about those things, that was just a mind state they were in. 
or if you can just find that in any artist after they pass away if you go back and like nitpick their work you'll find some line i'm sure so yeah definitely i don't know but i feel like for mac for mac it was like you know extremely obvious because i think i thought it was inevitable that this would be like the only way he would go out and i thought he i think he thought that too because he's talked about it so much like you can go back to songs and like 2012 and find him talking about the same things mm-hmm. in 2018 so i think he thought it was inevitable i mean he thought faces was supposed to be like a uh i'm pretty sure it was supposed to be an album like a, like a post death album i'm pretty sure that's what it was yeah. supposed to be like he, just like in case he ever passed away so he made that like knowing like he thought that it would be yeah I, I think yeah i'm pretty sure that's, I can't even relate to that mind state, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't imagine any artist has ever really done that. I mean, maybe Pac. I feel like Pac would have done that. But outside of that, like, mm-hmm. that's I scary. I mean, like, if you kind of look back at his discography, it's like the perfect autobiography. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about this. Because, like, like you... it, I was going to say, like, it starts with, like, Blue Slide Park. I mean, I guess it goes back before that, but that's his first, like, album. And, like, when mm-hmm. he came onto the scene, he was just, like, a kid, like, kind of partying and talking about drugs in more, like, a recreational, like, fun sense. And then it just yeah. slowly, like, developed album by album, like, furthering yeah, his like understanding like of, of his problems. And he's, like, you get to Macadelic and he's starting to, like, face the, or, like, you know, get a part of the consequences from all the recreational use. Yeah. And, you know, it just gets, like, worse and worse until, like, Faces, and that was or delusional Thomas faces. I think those were his two lowest points, and then it just keeps you know from good AM to swimming. It just gets better and better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like Divine Feminine. I don't know too much about. It's probably the album I've listened to the least by him, but mm-hmm. that was probably his happiest album, right? I mean, would you say? Yeah, I yeah, I, I think so. Because it's it's a, all about like. Ariana Grande, who he's he's in love with, so mm-hmm. he, I feel like he thinks if he has that, like he's good. But I don't know. And I think also yeah, that progression, not. like his growth and maturity throughout his music, I think that's kind of why a lot of people, like our age, are like big fans of Mac, and like people oh, yeah, who are definitely. older aren't. Like I don't really know anyone who's like a quote unquote like old head or like you know <laughs> an old person who likes Mac Miller. Like you just don't see it, and I think it's because like kids like related to him when he put out Blue Side Park because that was like the life they were oh, living. Yeah, like kids grew up with him. Exactly. And they slowly like, like, like the kids grew up with like that's why there's like big cult follow like cult type followings for like people like Tyler the Creator or yeah. Fletcher because, you know, they've grown up like on the internet and people have seen them like mature through their whole life. Yeah, yeah. Both those Tyler and Earl are also like those are good examples as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just crazy, and but I do feel like swimming is a really good like it says it is to say a closing point for his career. Yeah, but yeah, I mean he said before that he's wanted to make like he wanted to make you know that he wasn't done making music, but I think swimming was the best place to end. Yeah, because he kind of grew to accept everything exactly for what it was, and it it seemed like he was just gonna mellow out and. I almost feel like after that, I don't know where he would have gone. Yeah, exactly. 
So I don't know, but RIP. I, I think this one definitely hit people like pretty hard. I, I like I said, I saw even oh, yeah, it was, just like people who weren't even that much into the music. First time. Sorry, I keep talking over you. <laughs> nah, you good. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, like you know, his passing was like the first time I had like you know cried in a while. It was definitely the first time I cried over a death or it's even someone that I didn't know personally or probably didn't even know I existed. It was, it was definitely like something that has hit me harder than like, you know, a bunch of other things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's just a closing point on Mac Miller's career. RIP of course. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you want to, uh, talk about Eminem for a little bit, maybe uh, lighten the mood. (laughs) <laughs> so we got kamikaze what was it was it like the friday before mac passed away or was it the same day i think it was oh wait no no, no. It, yeah i think it was yeah well a week before yeah, the it same was august, day. august 31st i'm pretty sure so kamikaze came out a week before that and mm-hmm. it was a surprise album obviously most yeah. of his albums have a huge rollout whole lead up and this one you just dropped out of nowhere and it was better than the ones that he had, like, L lead up to. I was, for being it, one of his, you know, he's like 45 now or something. It was a yeah. fairly, it was a decent project. It's definitely better than Revival. Definitely, yeah, definitely. For step, sure. Huge step up from Revival. Anything's <laughs> a huge step up from Revival. For me, like, Kamikaze, he, the thing with Eminem is there's always going to be people who love his music. Because just strictly because he's one of the best to ever like rhyme mm-hmm. words. Like I've I've always said for a long time that I think Eminem, despite him not being one of my favorite artists or like not even being really in my top ten, he he's undeniably like one of the most talented rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. And, and he still has that. Like he even says on yeah. um Yo, the skits were pretty funny on here. And on one of them he's talking about how he like rhymes every word in like a sentence. And, like, that's cool and all, but, like, the dude is talking about There's nothing. There's parts where, like, yeah, it, like, where it shines through. But then, you know, since he's kind of towards the end of his career, there's a, a lot of low points. <laughs> yeah, Where he's sure. trying to, like, show what he can do, but it just, you know, doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and his flow is, like, basically garbage at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and he has just the his worst vocal tone, like. I know people don't like when you like make fun of an artist for their voice or whatever, but he, dude, he just sounds so ugly when he raps, <laughs> and he's so choppy. Like I, I just can't get past like the opening track, the ringer. He actually said like yeah. some decent things, like going at his critics or whatever, but it just sounds bad to me. Like he's so choppy, yeah. and he's so like, like unself aware too at the same time. Because of like definitely because. I think his flow has a, and his cadence have a major part to do with it because I think if he said this way back then, he'd sound like a bit threatening. But now since he's older <laughs> and his like everything's gotten a bit worse, he just sounds bitter. Yeah. And, like at the whole like rap game. He just, you know, he is, he's mad at everybody. That's he why is, he's, he's yeah. called out everybody's <laughs> name. But the one track that stood out to me, that was like, I never knew like if he sounds bad now and his flow sucks, on purpose because that's how he wants to sound or he just lost it and like the track <laughs> Stepping Stone dude Stepping Stone sounded like like 2000s Eminem so he still yeah, can yeah. do it he just chooses not to I think it was yeah Stepping Stone was the one he was talking about D12 
Like, he actually made a song about something, which Eminem rarely does these days. Like, he just makes angry <laughs> exactly. music and just doesn't really know what to talk about, so he just goes at people. But Stepping Stone is actually about something. He rapped well. And I said this when I actually wrote about it on my, like, Instagram review, was that it almost reminded me of Like Toy Soldiers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so it proves that he can do it. He just uh, maybe just doesn't have enough topics or stuff to talk about. And when he does try to talk about something like the track, like normal, where he's just talking about like this chaotic relationship he has with whoever. I don't know if this is like a flashback talking about Kim or whatever, but that was that song was crazy. That shit crazy. He's saying, yeah, like lunatic stuff. I forget. There were two songs about that, weren't there? I think, yeah, later on. I've I've listened to the album since it dropped, but there were, I'm pretty sure there were a few songs that, or no, there were two songs that were kind of about that. I remember one of them was like pretty bad, or it was like, it was like a bear to get through. They, uh, was it the two with uh, the Jesse Reyes features? Like nice guy and good guy? Yeah, that one, that one. She was horrible, dude. Because like, yeah, I'm pretty sure her vocals were like overblown, like, uh, like oblivion. (laughs) <laughs> like they were like terrible yeah they were bad and I, mean, I saw that's, him that's my opinion he, yeah I no, I agree with you and he did an interview where he thinks he said he thinks that she's gonna be like the next superstar like she's <laughs> gonna blow up as the next pop star I was like I, <laughs> I, I disagree <laughs> I feel like he's trying to get her to blow up I mean she had two features so yeah but yo and speaking of features like Royce killed his feature on Not Alike Royce has been on something else this year. Yeah. I still have the Book yeah, of Ryan in my top five. Book of Ryan is dope. I thought dope. the album was amazing. Yeah. I agree. It was really long, but like the concept on it, and he just wrapped his ass out. off. Yeah. But, like, he with re- the- like, yeah, he really did. It was long, but it was, you know, it wasn't a long, like, like unbearable to get through. No. It had some great storytelling and everything. Like, it yeah. felt like an actual book. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, it was like his autobiography, basically. Yeah, exactly. And and Royce yeah, isn't was, a you know, really personal rapper. It was, yeah, it was ordered kind of strangely. I mean, I think it was kind of like, I kind of compare the ordering of the album to uh, Forever's and My Long Time. Because kind of in the beginning, there were a few tracks that didn't fit. But... Towards the like you know second half or past those few tracks, everything kind of started to piece together. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I think I think sometimes guys do that because they want to grab your attention with like a up tempo song, yeah, like exactly. a track you can listen to individually, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of guys go for that. But uh, that track he's on 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 this album, Kamikaze, that was probably the funniest. And most like self-aware song that Eminem's made in a while, because like for mm-hmm. once he wasn't taking himself like super seriously, like he actually had humor about the like, because he's gonna attack these like the mumble rap quote unquote generation anyway, <laughs> and like if yeah. you do it like mockingly and jokingly, it's it's so much like lighter and easier to like listen to. Oh yeah, and that's you know that's Eminem. He's you know he he's one of those people who just you know mocks you and makes fun of you. And that's why, you know, Revival failed and the few songs on Kamikaze failed because he wasn't using that lighter tone. Yeah. He was just kind of sounding, you know, 
trying to sound threatening, and it doesn't work. Yeah, it's exactly. Just not Eminem. He was just such a tryhard, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And and actually on the song, um, the one he did with Joyner Lucas, like that had like a trappy. <laughs> yeah, and... uh, uh, the music video for that. Have you seen? Oh, it? it's horrible. So bad. I I actually didn't watch the whole thing. I watched. I saw somebody post a clip of it, and I was like, "That's not for me." (laughs) Oh, that dude's so. It's like (laughs) that's why he's like lost it. Yeah, because he just tries too hard to do whatever he's trying to do. Yeah, it's like he's trying too hard to be funny. It's like you can't do that stuff when you're (laughs) forty-five. It doesn't work. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe he thinks he can get away with it because. Like, that was his thing when he came out, you know? Like, he yeah, would just say the I most mean, provocative well, lyrics. he could get away with it at 45, but he just, you know. Yeah, he still if, can't. If, if anyone could get away with it at 45, 45 years old, it's him. It's just, yeah. It's, ugh. Cringy. <laughs> yeah, so don't watch it. The Lucky You music video featuring Jordan <laughs> Lucas. Don't do it. Yeah. You but, can tell there's a big budget for it, too. I mean... That's a shame. Kind of that it went to waste like that. Yeah, yo, I actually heard um, because obviously he's been like going back and forth with MGK, Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't had like actual diss tracks, but him and Joe Budden have kind of been going at each other like in interviews, and like Joe Budden has his podcast. He called out like everybody's name on Kamikaze except for the guys that are like signed to him, and like Joe Budden was making the point that he doesn't support like any of his artists. And all he cares about is, like, himself and making money for himself. So, like, mm-hmm. he had a huge budget for that music video, but he can't even, like, yeah. help out his own, like, label mates and the guys signed to him. Yeah, like, because who is, you know, you don't know who's signed to him. Boogie's signed to him. But you never hear that he's signed to him because there's no, like, promotional things Eminem does. Yeah. Dude, like, he signed all the Griselda guys. Like, Westside Gun, yeah. Conway, all of them are, like, signed under Eminem. And it's, I've never seen a single thing that would link them besides just knowing that he's, they're signed to him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's a Drake situation, except Drake does a bit more. Yeah. And, and by and, a bit more, I mean he posts about them on, like, Instagram, but that's really it. <laughs> yeah, and the, the other problem with Drake is, like, the dudes that he signs are way worse than the guys on on shady records like yeah none of those yeah. guys are touching like the griselda crew obviously royce mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure royce is still signed them and them either that or they're just like homies i mean he helps him out but that's because he's known him forever mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know where eminem's at here but it's definitely a step up he does seem like he's a little bit more like aware of the things going on around him has a little bit better grasp of like where music is heading but he still just can't get over himself can't get out of his own way. Um, yeah, but like it's it's a bit like he's he's acting like his fans act, <laughs> sort of. Because like it, you know, the big fans of Eminem are quote unquote real hip hop fans. Yeah, and you know they you know resent the quote unquote <laughs> mumble rap generation. Yep. And it'll always look back to the good old days. And that's kind of like what Eminem is sounding like. And it's not good because the, those fans are kind of like the, um, the most of the people you make fun of exactly. when talking about yeah. hip hop. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, you can tell it's so clear that they just don't 
understand like the current yeah, they don't get it. wave of music. Like they just don't get it. They're stuck in their like own shell. And yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe the problem with Eminem too is like he's almost so big, like he's so much of a, a global superstar and icon that he's like above the game like by himself. So it's so hard for him to like relate to it and stay like in touch with it. Mm-hmm. I think that could be part he of it. He doesn't know like he doesn't know what it's to come up from something. I mean, he's so far away from that now. Yeah, so but back, you know when he he when he was on the come up, he was imitating other artists but he doesn't understand how people do that now so he makes fun of the people that do yeah that was like uh on the on the mgk disc his one like good line was he was saying like eminem's been the the bully of the rap game for forever and now he can't take a joke like that was mm-hmm. even though even though rap devil pretty much sucked like that line was pretty true like that was facts that was a good line but the whole like it didn't you know that that just ultimately failed because one he was coming after Eminem, and you can't win against that when you're you know when you're he's like a literal he's one of your inspirations you know yeah and like, then two because you know like he would diss him on one line and then compliment him the next I mean it was just yeah. terrible yeah he called him the goat like three times in a diss exactly track. imagine that dude that's Imagine, you know, imagine Pusha coming after Drake and calling him the goat. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I bet people would still say Pusha won the beef, though. Yeah, exactly. And and like you the, said, like, MGK Eminem, can't come oh, at sorry. him. sorry. I was just going to say, like, like you said, MGK can't beat Eminem because he's, he was, like, molded by Eminem. The only reason he has a career mm-hmm. is because of Eminem. Yeah. He just can't beat that, like. Uh, so but usually, that, yeah, go ahead. That beef was like, that beef was, like, we had, like, you know, some great beef between Drake and Push earlier in the year, and then we just had this, <laughs> like, pathetic stuff. I mean, like, hip-hop, we've only had one good hip-hop beef this year. Yeah, but then, I think what, we're dying In this past month, we've had g Easy and MGK, and then MGK versus Eminem. It's just so, Fire. it's a mess. Fire. Yeah, I I think just, like, in general, beefs and, like, diss tracks are, like, being phased out because it's not really about that, like, hardo competition life exactly. anymore. And, and, like, a lot of those beefs surrounded around, like, real-life stuff. Like, when 50 and Game were beefing, like, people were actually getting shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. And so, like, it was it was actually real, which isn't a good thing. I'm not, like saying that that should happen more often, but, like, it was actually real, and now it's, it kind of comes across as corny because you know it's just on paper. Yeah. Like, no one's ever going to do like, anything. You know, like, it's a bunch of empty threats. brings up something, they bring up sales or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that's all Drake, that's mainly what Drake brought up on Duppy is this, you know, I'm a bigger superstar than you are, and Eminem only brought up, he brought up, like, you know, your, I've made your career, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, there's, it's not, you know, that's the only thing you can like point out when you're beefing with someone. It's either like popularity or, you know, fame and fortune. That's like it. Yeah, unless you just absolutely expose someone, like push. Them. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's how you win. That's how you. That's how you win. Mm-hmm. But like, 
outside of that, like if you don't know the guy you're beefing with has like a secret child with a porn star, keep the diss track. Keep it. Yeah. I don't exactly. <laughs> Um, it's just, you know, now beef is if you can find dirt on someone, you win. Yeah. And even then, like, it just, I think too many guys are friends in the industry now and, like, would rather mm-hmm. work together, which which is a good thing. Like, you need that competition, like, with, with what Kendrick did on Control. But just to go at specific people, like, and calling out names, like, we just heard Eminem do it a hundred times. And it just doesn't go over well, like. You just look mm-hmm. like a loser, so I think his beefs are pretty much gonna die. Yeah, eventually. And the only people I who mean, seem to care about them I are think, the ones who are like real rap fans. Yeah. I mean I don't think they'll die necessarily, but I think they'll become more like scarce, more and more scarce as time goes on. Yeah. Uh so to wrap up uh kamikaze, usually what I do is I give like some top tracks, my least favorite tracks, and a rating. So, uh, do you do you have some ready? Or oh, do you yeah. want me to go? I don't have I don't have top here. Let me pull up the uh, pull up my rating and let me pull up the track list and then I'll give you both of them. All right, all right. I'll I'll just go first then while you're looking them up. Um, all right, sounds good. But yeah, I would definitely say, not a like, lucky you, and. Yeah, those are definitely the top two. The Ringer, maybe. Oh, and Stepping Stone, I said that one too. So Stepping Stone, Not Alike, mm-hmm. and Lucky You would be my top three. The worst ones would be Nice Guy with Jesse Reyes and probably probably Fall and Kamikaze. Those are 9, 10, 11. Those tracks were big trash. Um, yeah. Okay. And then overall, I'd probably go like four, four and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can respect that. That's what I have. I feel like I was a bit harsh when I came up with with it, my rating, but I gave it a four point three. And I, like that. I feel like now that I'm kind of like reflecting on it a bit, I feel like it when I, when I was listening to the first few tracks, I feel like it really had like the potential to be like a like a not not a bad album, but like above average, which is pretty good for Eminem's you know yeah his current t- like state. his today standards. Yep. Um, and like you know, my I think the tracks, my top tracks were The Ringer, Greatest, uh, Stepping Stone. Uh, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, I think that was it because kind of everything after Stepping Stone I felt was really like from The Ringer onto Stepping Stone it was really promising for me, and then just kind of after that it just kind of like my score for him just kind of like plummeted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely didn't I mean, end well. I'm kind of like indifferent to not like because Royce killed his feature, and I, I don't. But Eminem was Eminem, uh, like just the whole him trying to mock everything, and that he just lowered um, whatever that Drake Blackboy JB song. He just got the beat and lowered it an octave. Yeah, look alive. I just felt like. You know, since he can't flow on regular beats regardless, practically, it just did, made it even worse on Not Alike. Yeah, I feel you. I just like the humor of it. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And then another thing, like, I just noticed I was looking at the track list. I also think it's really funny that uh, he spent, like, the whole album pretty much trying to make, like, a, a real rap album and say, like, I'm bringing, like, that real shit back. Like, this is just... 
lyrics mm-hmm. of getting away from that pop stuff like he did on Revival. And then and then yo he stuck he snuck in the last track is literally a promo for a movie. Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like how do you be like, no, this is yeah. this isn't about the money, this isn't about like popularity and mainstream status, like I'm back to the roots of hip hop, but the closing track on your album is <laughs> is the promo for Venom. Like Oh man. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. If I hadn't listened to anything prior or like pre MMLP two, I'd probably give this a better rating. But since yeah. I'm kind of you know on and off about the score, because I feel like I should make it higher because he kind of brought back what he's always done and kind of like what he did in the two thousands. It just didn't go over well. Because even if you yeah. get some some of the two like some of the tracks like Nice Guy and Good Guy, even though those tracks are like pretty whack. I mean, that's what he did back then. It's just to like a, not the same quality as what he did back then. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Just the delivery of it is is nowhere close. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Wyeth. No problem. Thanks for having me. WC Creations, the goat, part of the Metabritic squad. <laughs> Go follow at Metabritic. Metabritic on the come up. For sure, one hundred percent on the are come we, are up. Are we still doing that? Uh, that song. What song? The song the song that the guy sent you that he wants us to review. Oh. Probably not, nah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, dude. Um you gotta get some endorsements. Yeah. This guy sent in a, a link to us, his unreleased music that he wants us to review for him, which is pretty dope. That I I mean, that's the future. Mm-hmm. We gotta get make this bread, you know? But, uh, <laughs> we'll see. So keep an eye for that over on Metabritic. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for today. So Yeah, all right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah, I'll catch you. We'll talk. All right, see ya. All right, peace. All right, we back live. That was a conversation that I had with uh, my man Wyeth. Hope you guys enjoyed the more discussion-based side of things. Good to get, like, another perspective on here besides me just going off on a monologue and stuff like that. So I'll be throwing that in there just to mix stuff up on the show every once in a while. Next week, we will be going back to like our normal format. I'll get some album reviews ready. We'll talk about some, you know, topical news stuff, song of the week, you know, the staples of the show. So look forward to that. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at hip hop and H I P H O P E N T H. And you heard it. We were talking about our, uh, our new page, our new like community forum, Metabritic, where everybody can vote on albums and such. So you can go follow that as well. It's pretty dope. So that's all we got. Thank you again for listening to the Hip Hop Enthusiast Podcast, keeping you up to date on hip hop music in 2018. I'm your host, Kyle French, and I will catch you guys next week for another EP. We'll probably be talking about the new Joey Perp album. Might get into some Suicide Boys, YBN mixtape. Those are the new albums that I've been listening to the most. And damn, that Joey Perp go hard as fuck. I love that album, but I'll save it. We'll get to it next week. Come back for that. If you've been enjoying the show, subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, whatever you got to do, put them on. It's the easiest way to keep up with music in 2018. And I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.